Welcome to the What's Your Weird Story podcast. Everyone has at least one good story. And some of us have stories that are just to the left of normal. We're interested in the ones that push the boundaries of what we can perceive. Stories that defy explanations. Stories with an air of mystery. Stories we might not share. For fear of being thought of differently. But don't worry. We're all friends here. So, what's What's your weird story? story? Hello, Weirdsville! It is time, once again, for your weekly podcast of choice. For your weird, unusual, spectacular, awesome, hilarious, oftentimes, spooky kooky uh and you know um, i've got a list of 50 other adjectives that describe this podcast and what we do here it's the what's your weird story podcast i am adam Beebe. with me as always is my co-host and best friend and oldest friend in the world mr barry johnston hello barry what's happening man how are things with you pretty good sir pretty good um so how did the how the basketball turn out well, we did we did great. We got to the final and uh we actually ended up got we got beat. We got beat five by five points, which we got beat uh last year by five points, which is mm. crazy. Uh, <laughs> but um basically it was us against God. Um oh, wow. they were the team of destiny. It was a, a town called Tushka mm-hmm. and they were unranked going into the um the tournament. And they stacked, you know, this is conspiracy theorist dad hat here, Um, (laughs) but they stacked the bracket against us. We had the tougher teams on our side of the bracket. Right. Uh, We were ranked number two. The first uh, team in the state, Hydro, had the easier route. They end up getting beat by this team, Tushka. So Tushka knocks them off the night before we play them. And then we have to play him on Saturday. We show up, and literally, we could not make a basket. And I knew we were in trouble when the one of the Tushka players passed it to one of the kids under the basket. It ricocheted off the kid's head and went in to score a basket. <laughs> I knew we were in trouble. And it just didn't get any better, man. It was... Uh, it was tough. It was tough, but uh, but we had a great year, man. I'm not complaining. We had a great year, man. Um, and also, uh, for all you Kingfisher folks out there, they just won the state tournament um, for the second year. I think it's the second year in a row. It's a yeah. repeat. So nice. Uh, some of our listeners from down there, of course, Kingfisher is always. Uh, we're always talking about it. So I figured I'd bring that up. Yeah, yeah. That's, that we're proud of our hometown, and we're proud to be from Kingfisher. And you know. Uh, all that good stuff. Yep. And of course, we're most proud of uh, El Charo there uh, in Kingfisher, Oklahoma, the best restaurant yes. in, in the world. So, Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> you need to come back so you can go and, uh, and uh, partake. Yes, I know. I know. Um, I was almost went, you know, in January. But unfortunately, I got sick possibly covid so uh, yeah. i didn't go um which was you know that sucked because i missed um 
El Charo. And then, of course, I missed my niece's uh, wedding. Yeah. So yeah. that's up too. But, you know, hey, you've got to play it safe these days. If you're, you know, if you're traveling and you think you're sick or you might be sick, then just, you know, avoid it. Yeah. That's what you got to do. We all have yeah. to be responsible, you know. Yeah. Speaking um, of uh, sick, I, man, my allergies are killing me right now. Oh, dear. It is absolutely killing me right now. Um, this change in weather has just been up and down 70 degrees mm. one day mm. and then 13 degrees in the morning. It's just like, God. So I'm, I'm hurting. I'm trying to, you know, trying to take a little bit of Benadryl, but I hate taking that stuff, man. That's yeah. makes me loopy. Yeah. Well, you know, um, mine haven't really hit just yet. Um, I will probably have a couple more weeks, but it's starting to feel like spring here. Yeah. Um, but it usually doesn't kick in the allergy session or part of it doesn't kick in until, um, about April for me, uh, which is nice because, you know, when I lived in North Carolina, uh, I would have already, you know, been miserable for two weeks now. Yeah. My allergies there were just terrible. The worst I've ever had. So, I don't miss that about it. Um, and, you know, but you've got to figure out what works for you. Um, I change up my routine just about every year or maybe twice in a year uh, simply because, you know, I get my body gets used to one of the antihistamines. So I need to switch it over something else. But yeah. So, yeah. So that's always fun. But yeah. uh, speaking of fun. Uh, Barry, you've, we've got a short one today with your friend Todd, but it's got a lot in it, and we uh, we had fun. Yeah, he's uh, he's a great guy. I've known him for a, f- a few years now, and uh, funny enough, we're competitors in uh, the lawn care industry, and he's a great guy. I actually met him, I think, about the first year that I was. Uh, I was spraying yards and um, he had stopped and uh, we, you know, talking on the side of the road and became fast friends. And I never knew this just just goes to the whole like this, the weird shit that people don't talk about. Mm -hmm. I've known him for, you know, four, three, four, maybe five years. And I've never heard any of these stories until we were talking a couple of weeks ago and he just started telling me these uh, crazy anecdotes, these crazy stories that he's got. And I said, okay, stop telling <laughs> me these stories because we're going to get you on the show. Yeah. how It's amazing how often that happens. I love it when that happens. Um, and, you know, and it could, turns out some really, really cool ones. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's great so stuff. So I guess... I guess uh, I'll guess. You know what, Barry? I'll let you introduce your homie. Cool. Yeah. Great. Hey, Todd. What's your weird story? Well, my weird story is back when I was about thirty-five years old. I'm fifty-five now. So it's been about twenty years ago. I went through a divorce and I started dating this girl a little bit. And uh, she, uh, when we started dating, she told me that, hey, I, I have uh, like a guardian angel or that kind of watch over me. I don't know if they're just trying to keep me safe or what, but, you know, nothing ever bad has happened. But, you know, I just letting you know that things do happen around me that I can't explain. And, of course, me being 35 and her being, you know, 25, you know, I, I wasn't too worried about what kind of weird things were going on with her. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so we were started dating and 
she moved in, of course, and and just weird things like the the mirrors on the on the bathroom wall would be off the wall and laying on the floor or on the counter. And I'd I'd ask her. Her name was Shelly. And um, I said, Shelly, did you move these mirrors? And she said, no, I didn't move those mirrors. And, and so, you know, I just put them back thinking maybe they fell off the wall or something like that or didn't really know what was going on. But and um, anyway, she uh, she says maybe some of that weird stuff that a guardian angel, sometimes they move stuff. And, and I said, oh, I don't know about that. You know, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> uh, we were sitting there one evening and, and uh, we were getting ready to to um, go to bed and we were in the bedroom and the hall light was on and uh, all of a sudden there was a silhouette of a person that was um, plain as day on my wall and in this house this uh, hallway was just a, a three foot by three foot triangle that went to one of the bathroom and one each bedroom so that person had to be right there in that hallway which was literally about a foot and a half away from my bed wow and so of course i'm thinking we have an intruder mm-hmm I jump up immediately, and there's nobody in the house. I searched the whole house. They're gone. And um, and so she said maybe it was just a shadow of a ghost or something like that, you know. And uh, so we just kind of blew it off and couldn't find anything. So, um, But she kept telling me all these weird stories, things that happened to her and stuff. And one time we were in the, the kitchen, and uh, there was a potato chip, chip bag that was uh, sitting on the counter. And uh, it literally rolled up in the chip clip, clipped onto it. And I saw that with my Are own eyes. Are you serious? Whoa. Uh, that freaked me. Oh, my out. God. Because so, up, up until this point, it's not sounded like um, like a guardian angel. Sounded, all this other stuff has sounded kind of mischievous. But then... Um, with putting the you know putting the chips away and the clip on it that does sound like a guardian angel that sounds like a a, a, a grandma guardian <laughs> angel you know you cleaning know, up after you i thought the same thing you know and and um and she had a little 10 year old boy that uh, she would get to see on you know the weekends or you know because she didn't have full custody of her child uh, but anyway um he he kind of seen these guardian angels or ghosts or whatever he had um, the worst one we ever did was we, he was in the bedroom watching TV, and all of a sudden he started screaming. And um, we ran in there to see what he was screaming about. And all the stuffed animals, he probably had 15 or 20 of them stuffed animals on the bed, were bouncing up on the bed, and the curtains were blowing straight out, but all the windows were shut in the house because we had central air. That freaked us all out. So we, we had to leave that night. We couldn't even um, spend a night in the house. You know, we thought, you know, there was a demon or uh, possessed mm-hmm. or something like that. So, matter of fact, I even called the landlord and asked if anybody died in that house that next morning, you know, because right. all that stuff was going on. What did he say? So, he said, he, not to his knowledge, he didn't know of anybody that died in that house, you know. So that that was a pretty weird, freaky story. Um, then what? another time. So I, let me ask you this, just to backtrack a little bit. Like, like how how early on in the relationship did this stuff start to happen? You know, um, probably about three months, four months. Into okay. The stuff was kind of going on. Okay. Because, you know, She'd bring her kid around me more and stuff like that, and and just weird things would happen, you know. Like we'd be laying in bed there, and we could hear carousel music playing in the bathroom, and there wasn't any radio or anything in there, Whoa. and we thought oh. that was strange that we're hearing carousel music, and uh, and then we'd 
sitting there, and uh, all of a sudden we'd hear water running in the bathroom, and we'd go into the bathroom, and somebody would turn the water on, but there wasn't nobody. You know, damn, so, just weird stuff like that. It yeah. always happened. Uh, you know, the TV would come off. We just kind of blame that on power surges. You know, yeah. Um, and we'd see little balls on the Christmas tree bouncing up and down. It's like oh, that's kind of weird. You know, and <laughs> we didn't have no cat. You know, yeah. But that's some of the weird stuff that happens. But anyway, um, but when we broke up and she moved on, you know. Uh, and most of the ghosts all left too. I rarely see any ghosts or hear anything anymore. Yeah. And they kind of stayed with her. But we do have one ghost in this house that we live in now, my wife and I. Um, and uh, we sleep in separate bedrooms. And I told my wife one night, I said, Man, did you smell that sweet cologne last night in the middle of the night? And she said, Nah, I didn't smell nothing. And I said, yeah, someone woke me up out of dead sleep, smelled like somebody stuck a bottle of perfume or cologne right underneath my nose. And I stood right up in bed thinking, oh, there's something in here that's got some sweet cologne on, you know? Yeah, yeah. Of course, I didn't see nothing. Well, anyway, I told my wife, and she said, oh, you're full of crap, you know? <laughs> so, anyway, the very next night, she was in there sleeping, and she woke up, and... Uh, uh, the next day, she said, that clone smell came into my room about 3 o'clock in the morning and woke me straight out of bed. Oh. I'm in here that's waking us up. And, uh, you know, at first I thought, well, maybe it was a Scentsy's or something like that. You know, I smell them. But you know, then she started smelling it. And, and when we talk about it a little bit, every once in a while, it'll come around. We'll smell the cologne at night. It's always at 2.30, 3 o'clock at night, you know. Damn. Yeah. We don't daytime or something. So, but, uh, three. Yeah, three o'clock there. That's the that's you know that's the witching hour. That's when the height of uh, a lot of like supernatural experiences seem to go at that time. Yeah, so, I don't know. Do you did you recognize the type of cologne it was? Was it a familiar scent or what? Yeah, it smells like a man's cologne. Not okay. Cologne. So we just thought you know maybe this some guy died in the house or something. Mm-hmm hadn't went to where he needs to go but anyway uh, so we've, we've had to deal with that a little bit you know but he doesn't mess with us too much here you know he'll do what honey he will oh he will tonight <laughs> <laughs> anytime we talk about it it's when he comes around you know and and a lot of times our dog will you know just stare out in a dead space and start growling you know, and, and, and we're looking over there and like, we don't see nothing. What are you growling at? You know, but we got one dog. Her name is Daisy and she's a little Maltese, but she just, she just growls into midair, you know, like looking into a hallway or a bathroom and, and oh, man. Like, you know, but she sees some or senses something. Yeah. And mm-hmm. We're just assuming it's, you know, our friendly ghost with the cologne on. So. Do you, uh, do you know anything about the house that you're living in now? I mean, was there anything weird that happened there or? I don't know anything that's happened weird here. We bought it from a lady that her husband had died, but I don't know if he died here or not. Okay. Do what, honey? No, he didn't. He didn't die here. So okay. Her husband. So who knows? Yeah. You know, anybody else died in here before that? Yeah. So. So it could have been at him having if he lived there for a while. Sometimes it seems that, um, you know. From what we hear, it seems like spirits will want to go to, not necessarily the place where they died, but what they're familiar with and what's, I guess, comforting. Uh, or, you know, it could be something that is an emotional, like, psychic imprint or something. Yeah. We're not right. experts. We just like to sound like we are. <laughs> right. 
Anyway, um, another little story I did. I was cleaning a chimney on a funeral home one time, and I was talking to the funeral director, and he said that he just got done retiring. And so I said, I bet you probably, you know, got some good ghost stories and stuff like that. And he said, I don't really have any ghost stories, but I do have a story about a, a child that was uh, in a re- retardation home, you know, and he was getting ready to die. He was about seven years old. And uh, he was the whole family was there, he said, and they were all talking to him. And he, and he was saying, hey, I'm scared. You know, I don't want to die. I, I'm scared. And he was sitting there talking to his mom. And they said, well, it's going to be all right, you know. And, and then all of a sudden he says, hey, mama, they're here. And, and they want me to come play. And he says, I'm not scared no more. And I think I'm going to go play. And so he says, I'll see you later. And he died that minute right after Wow. That. Wow. You know, what's crazy is we have had a f- couple of stories lately about what happens to you before you die. Like we talked mm-hmm. to a, a lady that's written some books and she has a bunch of friends that are nurses, which Todd's actually Todd's wife is a nurse. We should get her on to, oh, to yeah. talk. But she's got um, some stuff to tell. But they have, um, she says that um, a lot of times what will happen is the, they'll people will be visited by their dead relatives. Like usually it happens like a month before they pass away. Huh? Yeah. Like in the weeks going toward. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they'll, they'll reveal themselves to them and sort of like pave the way for them mentally or whatever, spiritually to get ready to go. It's wild. So the fact that you just said that story, I'm like, holy shit, you're like the third person that has talked about mm-hmm. this. <laughs> that's pretty wild. Isn't that know? weird, so, man? That's weird. Yeah. So, but other than that, that's all the ghost stories I have. You know, the only other thing I did, I used to drive a semi truck from Hall and Mail for the post office, and I was coming home from Oklahoma City to Enid, and it was about one thirty in it dark at night. You know, and and there was this light in the sky, and it had this long afterburner behind it, and I was only about 15, 20 miles outside of Enid, so you could see the light under of the city, you know, glowing yeah. in the, on the bottom. Yeah, and I thought just light was reflecting off the afterburner and the plane flying and all of a sudden that light is zipped i mean right over the highway and it was probably i don't know 100 feet over the top of the highway and then it did a big z and then it went right to oklahoma city within a split second oh, wow. just, was that you know, on was that on 81 that was on highway 412 412 okay yeah 535 holy shit man that is, I have, I don't know if I ever told you, did I ever tell you my story about seeing something on Highway 81 when I was a kid with my dad? No, I don't think you did. Okay, well, abbreviated story. I was like 10 years old. My dad and I are driving home. We live like three miles outside of Kingfisher, north of Kingfisher. See some weird lights, kind of like you, like really low to the ground. And we, we pull like almost right under it and un, un we roll the windows down and are just sitting there looking at it. We stopped right in the middle of 81, just sitting there watching it. Didn't make a sound. Made no sound at all. Um, so time goes by. We go home, and my dad calls the uh, authorities, the sheriff's department. They've got a scanner. They've got a a uh, radar that they can see, you know, who's who's flying through whatever the planes and whatnot. They don't they don't detect anything, even though I'm looking out over the woods and seeing this thing fly over the woods now. Now you're the what, 
fifth, sixth person we've had on that have had sightings around this area? Yeah. Yeah, because um, Jeremy had one over uh, – he's between Enid and Hennessy. Yep. And uh, you? Uh, me and Mark Ray Mark had Ray. one over towards yep. uh, uh, Weatherford. And then I had one just outside of Kingfisher as well. Yeah. Um, but I was uh, east of Kingfisher when I saw that, and I was looking south okay. towards the city. So, yeah. I and, then, mean, and then I had somebody contact me offline and text me. Well, a kid that we grew up with so that he saw some lights out where we all grew mm-hmm. up. So there's quite a few of those, man. Really weird. Yep. Weird shit. Yep. Well, I ain't got no answers for him for sure. What do you think about yeah. that stuff, man? Man, I don't know. I'm, I think that, you know, we have some smarter, intelligent people that, you know, we don't UFOs or aliens, but, you yeah. know, I, I don't. Um, if they are communicating with us, you know, why do they communicate only with like the government or something like that? And we don't know anything about them, you know? Um, So that's kind of odd because don't you, I would think if they're, you know, land, they're going to talk to whoever they see that's close out of, Hey, take me to your leader, you know, that'd be a bad deal right now. But I tell you what, there were, (laughs) there was some weird, um, there's been a couple of really, really weird uh, stories. One of them takes place in Africa, where a a uh, a craft landed in the middle of a schoolyard during recess, and there was a few hundred kids outside. And these uh, apparently these beings got out of the craft and communicated with the kids and there's like, this is documented in a movie. I can't remember. It was a documentary that they did. Um, and then there was another one in Australia, kind of the same thing where it landed and in a populated area mm-hmm. and, uh, and these things communicated with them. And then, and from what I remember when they were talking and they were interviewing the people there that it had happened to, they, of course, now they're all adults and talking about this. And they said that the weird thing was, is they were communicating with them through telepathy or something. They were, they weren't talking. They were, they were communicating through their mind or, or whatever. It was very odd, very strange. So, but it was like, and then the governments tried to to pass it off as like a mass hallucination, hallucination. How do you say that? Hallucination. Hallucination. Thank you. Yep. Um, so weird, though. We're yep. always talking about that kind of stuff. Yeah. The thing, the, I mean, the problem that we have is for the past, you know, 70 years or whatever since we had, you know, like Roswell or it's any time that somebody has had an encounter with what they claim to be aliens, you know, otherworldly beings. Uh, they're always written off as kooks, you know. They're always like, "Oh, yeah, okay, that, you know, or whatever." Which is, you know, one of the reasons why we do this show is because we want to hear all the kooky stories. But you know, they are not kooks if it's real. But n- nobody wants to take it further, you know. To they want to just dismiss it right out of hand, just because it's more convenient and it's easier, and it's not as hard to to wrap your mind around yeah. that it didn't happen or it was a hallucination or it well, was it doesn't make sense swamp gas or yeah. whatever yeah it doesn't make sense to people that don't you know that never had that happen to them i can't explain what i saw but it was weird that's all i'm mm-hmm. saying i don't know what it was but it was weird 
And what's weird is that I've known you, Todd, now for three or four years, and we've never had... We had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, and we got on this subject. We were talking about the podcast, and um, you're like, what do you talk about? And I was like, oh, we just talk about weird shit. And you're like, yeah, man, I got some weird stories. You started telling me the stories. I'm like, you got to come on. Stop talking, because I want to get you on, because this is a prime example of why we do this. Like, normal, everyday, average people having Mm -hmm. weird experiences. And you would have, you're kind of like one of the few people I would expect to hear a story like that from, you know? Yeah, Todd? Not the wacko guy acting. I yeah. Think, you know? Yeah, no. I mean, you, you know, you're. Owner trying to make a life, you know? Yeah. Right. You work yeah. hard. You're, you know, you, you're you a, a, just a normal dude. And that's what we find a lot of times when we, we get to talking to people. They're just normal, normal people, man, and having really, really weird occurrences. You know, my dad was with me when I saw the UFO, and I haven't talked to him about that since that night until. I brought it up here on the podcast, and then I was like, I'm going to go talk to him about that. So this is a couple of years ago. I went and talked to him, and I said, do you remember that night? And before I got it out, he was like, I remember that. He's like, I still don't know what that was, you know? It's kind of nice to have somebody else there that can confirm that you saw mm-hmm. something. Yeah. yeah, that'd be a nice thing if you got somebody to confirm it, yeah. you know? So. Yeah. Well, even though we've also... Uh, experienced where when there was somebody that was there to confirm it, a lot of times those people don't want to talk about it and, you know, they don't want to remember it. They don't want to keep that yeah. and experience in re- their reality, you know, because they don't, they don't know how to, again, they don't know how to like frame it and yeah. make it real because they don't understand it. And it's easier to just like, you know, push it off as a dream or something, or just completely out of mind, because yeah, it for whatever reason. But yeah, we find that a lot too. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I always believe people if they're telling a ghost story or you, mm-hmm. you know, because I yep. know it happens. You know, yeah, uh, around spawning to everybody, telling them, "Hey, I see ghosts," or <laughs> tell them, or "Hear them," or whatever. You know, but yeah. but I don't. Know, some people just take it with a grain of salt and some people think you're wacko you know yeah so, mm-hmm. right a lot of people just don't talk about them you right. know but, yeah that's and that's another reason people come on here because they're like i gotta tell somebody and you'd be yeah. surprised they're like i gotta tell somebody so might as well go in uh, you know in front of a bunch of strangers and talk about it yeah <laughs> yeah one night I, I was driving a semi-truck home water in the oil field it's about 10 o'clock i was out by uh, cleo springs out here and it was yeah. snowing and I was driving down a little side paved road um, coming from Cleo Springs, uh, coming down to 132 is where I was headed and then back to Enid. But anyway, it was snowing about 10, 10.30 at night. And I swore I seen this little girl in like a white little dress or a, I don't know, like a nightgown dress. And she looked like she didn't have any shoes on. It's snowing outside. So I stopped my semi truck and there, the ground's covered in snow and uh, i backed up where she was at or where i thought she was at and i got out and i couldn't find any tracks anywhere she was there to be found i thought this is crazy as crap i am not out here at 10 o'clock at night you know so but that's a a weird story that i thought was weird but you know i thought maybe 
the snow was playing hallucinations on my head or something. Did you did you ever tell anybody that or the stories about you know the ex girlfriend or anything? Did you ever share that with I, anybody? Oh yeah, I shared them all with my wife and and you know my kids know because I uh, I was going through a custody battle and they they lived with me half the time and 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 they know of all this weird stuff that went on you know because yeah. they were some of, they seen some of it too right. So, but um, you know, and then I talked to a girl um, that was Shelly's best friend at one time, and she said, "Yeah, she's got demons around her all the time." And then this one girl told me she could pick uh, slot machines that were getting ready to hit, but I never could do it, you know. Or <laughs> any of those slot machines. She did one night. We were sleeping in bed, and she she stood up in the middle of the bed or sat up and just started screaming. And she says, somebody's burying little kids in 55-gallon drums. And I said, oh, that, you're just having a nightmare, and there's nobody burying kids in 55-gallon drums. Well, I'll be damned if the next morning I turned on the news and there, they caught some guy in California burying little kids in 55-gallon drums. I thought, oh, what the man. hell is going on here? That's crazy. So, that's wow. Crazy. That is it weird. Sounds, it sounds like Shelly had a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> around her, uh, uh, it seems like if if the ghost and all that activity went away with her, it sounds like you know she's had some kind of something's like attached to her. Oh, I um, how long? How long were you? Did your was your relationship that the, did you go through all that and deal with that stuff? Probably a year, year and a quarter, something like yeah. that. Year, three months, somewhere around there is how long we dated, and then yeah. I, I had enough and had. Get out of that deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's got to be tough, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like one time we, we were living in this house and and we'd be laying there in bed and, and get on the bed and you could hear footsteps running down the hallway because it was one of them crawl houses. You know, you crawl underneath, check the plumbing, and mm-hmm. you hear somebody running down the hallway. And it's like that's crazy. There's nobody in our house. Oh man. Yeah. Man. Was it like adult size? You know, footsteps or was it like kids? Like kids, like children, <sighs> down the, the hallway, and I, I, it just—it was so weird. It's like I don't get this. I don't understand why they're around you, but you definitely have That's, something with you. Do you know when that yeah. started with her? Was it as, as a child or? Well, she told me some stories when she was about fourteen, and this mm. kind of started happened to her. She said there was this ghostly old man that would kind of watch over her, protect her, and he would stay in the shed out behind their house, and uh, uh, she could go out there, and, and she could see him and stuff, a, a kind of a hologram of him, and he said, hey, I'm not here to hurt you, I'm just here to protect you and watch over you, you know, because uh, she's living with her stepdad, and I don't know, maybe he was abusive to her or something like that, but... Um, so I think that that's part of when it started for her. I don't know what all her life, you know, we didn't date that long enough yeah. and dig into her yeah. system. So, yeah. but it definitely has some followers that uh, I don't want to be a part of. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's weird. That sounds like um, often you hear about like the that kind of acti- activity, that poltergeist type activity usually starts and it's usually attracted to like girls who are like just starting into puberty and so it could be could be that's you know where uh it it started up and it just 
it's it stayed with her if you know and it, and if she allowed it to stay with her as the uh you know thinking it was a uh a guardian angel and it could be it's just you know it's a rambunctious one it sounds like you know with uh all that other stuff going on yeah it's way scary kind of odd so yeah 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 that Do chip back though at the furniture store. Uh, yeah, we. Uh, she was working at a furniture store, old Shelly was, and she was down in the basement at Marcus Furniture here in town when it was down on Broadway Street there. Yep. She said she saw this little girl in a red coat. She was jumping across from bed to bed playing on the beds. And she went there and she says, hey, where's your mom and dad, you know? And the little girl kept running away from her, jumping from bed to bed. And, and then she said the little girl turned left and went around one of those big cement pillars. And uh, when she went around the pillar to ask where her parents were at, and she was gone. There she wasn't wow. anywhere. And uh, so she came to that story, and I thought, well, I don't know what's going on. but Those stores uh, those stores downtown, just to let people know, those are old stores that are downtown yes. there. They're, they've been around for a long time. And... It was it that was it that building? Which building is it that the that uh, they say that uh, John Wilkes Booth? You know the whole John Wilkes Booth thing happened in. I think that's Garfield. Uh, Garfield, right Brand, and maybe Maine. Gotcha. Yep. For that one, that and this one here was over on Broadway Street, and um, on about Fourth and Broadway, or Third and Broadway. Gotcha. Gotcha. So. Yeah, there's a story here, a local story about a guy who. Um, Sort of just moseyed into town one day, older guy, and um, he lived above uh, the store, whatever was down on the first floor at the time. He was renting a room, and apparently he died, and on his deathbed, he said that he was John Wilkes Booth. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a lot of those stories. Um, there's a lot of those John Wilkes Booth stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw I saw a ghost hunting uh, show where they were talking about the a similar story, John Wilkes Booth, somebody claiming he was John Wilkes Booth down in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the the idea was that he fled. He was actually did not get shot. Uh, the whole thing about him being in the barn, they set it on fire and they shot it up. There's some people that say that he got away and that he came out this way. Who knows? But it's kind of a cool story regardless. Yeah, because I think I think they paraded his body around a little bit after he was done. You know, like after he was dead. Back then, they would do these weird things where they would like preserve the the corpse and like take it around to towns and stuff, so people could like I don't know pay a nickel. And yeah, go yeah, and yeah. Look at him, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> a way to make a buck, you know. <laughs> yeah, American. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. There, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a cool local legend. Um, do you know any other like local Enid legends? Because I don't know if I've heard any really. Do you, Todd? I do not know of any local legends around here. You know, I guess there, uh, they had uh, an Indian. I, I don't know if it was Geronimo or, but they used to have a museum down here, and they had to sell, and they they had him in that cell, and they he wore a path walking back and forth in that cell. And, and when I was a little kid, we went to there, and you could see that where he, had, you know, wore a path that was, you know, a half a foot deep, you know. Yeah. Well. And they said that's what Geronimo just paced in the cell that whole time. So, but that's well, about the only legend uh, ever. 
the, one cool thing about this area that people probably don't know is that we are a part of the Chisholm Trail, which was um, where they used to take cattle from Texas and then on up into, is it Kansas City? Is that where it ended? Yeah, I think so, Kansas. To sell, to sell off the cattle. Um, so, I mean, you talk about history. I mean, there's just lots and lots of that that kind of history around here. Of course, we grew up in Kingfisher, which is also a part of the Chisholm Trail. It's kind of yep. come, you know, kind of come up 81 or as it were. And then, um, but um, it's 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 pretty cool, you know. Um, of course, the land run, all that kind of stuff. That was what's kind of neat is I have a great, great, maybe, maybe three times great uh, uncle that was a Supreme Court justice that signed some of the uh, land run treaties. And at the museum here in town, he actually, there's a document in one of the buildings that you can go in and he signed it. Like he's got a signature, oh, wow. on it, which is pretty cool. That is cool. My, uh, I think it was my grandpa's grandpa was in the land run. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's how that's, long we've been in Oklahoma. That's amazing. So, and, but that's know, really and my, two times great. That's really not. That's like pretty close. You know. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it was my grandpa's grandpa yeah, because I'm sure. it I'm would sure. have been. That seems like it would have oh, been. Oh yeah. Around the, the right. Yeah. yeah. He uh, came. I don't. His family came from England from, and uh, uh, maybe the village of Beebe. We don't know exactly, but they came from England with, he, with his two old old maid sisters, uh, which is his two older sisters who were, you know, a lot older than him yeah. and never married. Yeah. And then he made his way um, to, if I'm getting this all correctly, because it's been a while since I've heard the, the family history, but he made his way to um, Kansas and then he came down for the land run. And uh, I know that we had had that land I don't know if we still have it, but I know we did have it till probably at least, you know, fairly recently. Where where so was my, that? Where was that? It's probably um well, it's probably over there close to Marshall. Okay. Um is that Logan County Marshall? I, th- I think it? so. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean B- the BBs had always had been in Marshall forever. Right. You know, so I mean who could pass a deal up like that back then? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, it was rough out here, of course. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the all the. I mean, the, I always say this that our our forefathers, our our families that are from here, were some of the toughest people. I mean, you talk about rugged and just like survivors. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because they're living out here in the middle of nowhere with no help, sawed homes. You know, not a whole like especially especially out here in the you know in the flatlands. You know, not a whole lot of. Besides, you know, deer and maybe buffalo at that time and um, mm-hmm. some other things. I mean, other than that, you got into the Panhandle, Oklahoma, and I'm still like, why would anybody ever want to live here? It's just <laughs> awful. <laughs> it's very, it's very desert-like. Hey, man, hats off to you guys that are out there and love it. My dad loves it. My dad's like, I, if I could move anywhere, it'd be out here. And I'm like, God dang, you're nuts, man. <laughs> Yeah, I like to see a tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no trees. It's like desert almost. You're getting into the desert, you know? It's like, yeah. oh, man. Everything's dead. 
Oh, man. Barry is now working for the Oklahoma uh, Tourist Board. Spread the love, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Todd, we appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, thank you guys coming on and telling you what I saw and heard. So cool, man. Yeah, we appreciate it. Some weird stuff, man. I I got the chills a couple of times for sure. Good stories. Yeah. It was definitely a wild time and, uh, and scary time, nervous time. You just yeah, never, I can imagine. You know, so, but I know she could sense, I mean, she could tell me that, you know, um, there were good ghosts and bad ghosts. And there was this one house on 4th Street there here in Enid. And she said, don't ever go in that house. It has, it's got bad mojo to it. It's got wow. bad going on. And it wasn't three months later, that house burnt clear to the ground. Wow. Wow. So she had uh, something. She definitely had something had, going on. Yeah, she had something going on. So damn. I appreciate you guys letting me come on. Yeah, I just that's awesome. Anytime yeah. you want to come back, man, we'd love to have All you. Right. Yep, and yeah, and and if your wife has any good nursing stories, we'd love to hear those because we know nurses yeah. have all sorts of stories. Uh, Not necessarily spooky ones. Sometimes they're funny ones with you know people coming in with unusual. Uh, objects in, in, in their bodies and whatnot. We, all, we always enjoy hearing those. So. I'll ask uh, I, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I had bad mojo one time when I went into that old uh, little tiny um, uh, topless bar that they had oh. there on wild. the south of town. <laughs> south of town would have been uh, Wild Childs. Wild Childs. <laughs> yeah, I went there with... Uh, with 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 our good friend Jeff Hubbard and yeah, yeah. Uh, and a, uh, a a person who was at that time a uh, I think he was a, he was a deputy a sheriff's deputy in Kingfisher yeah or uh, or a police he was a policeman yeah yeah yeah. The, uh, yeah that was that was wild <laughs> <laughs> they had they had uh, I one time his Rick's uh, Rick Child's um, kids used to go to school at uh, Glenwood where my kids went to school and he would drop them off every morning in the company pickup that was like two chicks that were scantily clad like on the on the tailgate of the truck and the principal had to ask him like hey man from now on uh, would you please lower your tailgate whenever you pull through because because you get in line and and it's like ten minute wait before you actually drop the kids off and he's like uh, I would appreciate it if you would like not do that and then he was in the um, remember he got in that gunfight Todd a couple of years ago uh, yeah out on the golf course yeah and he was he was jacked up on uh, Ambien man remember that and he oh, got yeah. and he got off they let him go. I know it, and then he drove his motorcycle out on the golf course on the greens, hiding from them, and <laughs> you know, wouldn't at the cops and stuff. And that's crazy. crazy. It was crazy, oh, man. Wow. We need hear. We need to hear more ambient stories. As yeah, well yeah, yeah. That's true. That's One of my true. friends, he went home for. Uh, it was in, when we were in college, and he went home for. Uh, I don't know if it's weekend or a holiday or what, but he went home and he was up late night, uh, just watching TV. And his dad came out of the the bedroom, like in the middle of the night, and he had this little case in his hand, and he put the case down, and he opened it up, and it's full of his wristwatch collection, and he started presenting each wristwatch 
to his son, <laughs> showing them each him each one of these, telling him all about it. But also, like you know, like he was almost like a salesman, like trying to sell these to his son, telling him how much it prices and all this stuff. You know, that's that, great. it was way out of character for his dad. That's great. So that's funny. Think that's hilarious. That's funny, man. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, all right, man. We'll let you go. You have a good night. All right. Yeah. Hey, okay. Thanks, thanks again. Okay, brother. Nice to meet we'll you. see you. All right. Bye. Hey, that's a nice t-shirt you got on there. Oh, thanks, dude. It's brand new. Do you like that? It's one of the official What's Your Weird Story t-shirts. Where'd you get that? It's funny that you ask. I just got it off the brand new Spreadshirt.com site for the What's Your Weird Story podcast. There's no www. You just go straight to shop.spreadshirt.com backslash what without the apostrophe W-H-A-T-S hyphen Y-E-O dash w-e-i-r-d dash s-t-o-r-y and that'll take you right there i mean you can never own enough clothing well that's true barry there's t-shirts for the ladies because you know they're cut differently there's hoodies which are really cool there's two different kinds of hoodies and there's also tote bags so you can tote your stuff that's so cool man so if you guys go out to spreadshirt.com what's your weird story currently there are two designs but there will be more going up very soon so just keep your eyes out for that and if you decide to get one of our shirts tag yourself on instagram to ours or facebook show your love show us what you got let's see your true colors well todd uh he had told me this a little bit about his ex-girlfriend that he had and the weirdness that kind of surrounded her but he didn't go into too much depth and uh so i i i got to hear that really at the same time you did and really fascinating, especially the potato chip bag, dude. which is just, I don't know. That's bizarre. That's a bizarre Look, story. That gave me the chills the first time I heard it and it gave me the chills. And just now you tell you saying that again, reminding me of it. That's an incredible story. Yeah. Um, and so much, man, like, you know, just the, the little girl, on the side of the road when he when you drive by and, and, and he's you know in the snow and then she wasn't there and just you know all yeah. the poltergeist activity activity and the, like the shadowy figure in the hall man yeah whew. that'd be hard to to date someone i'm not saying that it can't be done but mm-hmm. if you're not open to that and understanding it would be difficult to mm-hmm. to make something like that work yeah, yeah. Of course, he's got the the old man cologne ghost there right. at uh, his current house right. with his wife. Yeah, so. which is man, that's another. I can't wait to hear if there's other stories, mm-hmm. you know, that that come along with that. So hopefully, you know, at a certain point, he'll come back on and uh, and and let us know what's going on with all that. Yeah, definitely, man. And, of course, we shared a little bit of uh, our personal Oklahoma history and some like that, which, of course, we always do. Um, and we hope that people don't mind. We're, we are, like, you know, as we spoke before, we're proud to be from Kingfisher. But we're also proud of uh, being from Oklahoma, growing up there and being Okies and having our roots there in that uh, the red dirt. Absolutely. Um, cool deal. All right. Well... It was a short one today, and we'll, uh, you know, not all of them are two hours long. 
as you guys know. But yeah. uh, we like it that way. We like them long. We like them short. We like them uh, thin and round, um, I guess. I don't know. We like your stories. We want to hear your stories. We always want to hear your stories. We always love talking to you guys. We love hearing all these fascinating tales and these experiences that you've had that bring us closer together as, you know, human beings by sharing stories and that oral history kind of tradition um, by, you know, exchanging ideas and thoughts and letting the conversation just kind of flow and go all over the place. We love doing that. So we invite all of you to come on and share your stories. We love to hear them. We'd love to talk to you. Absolutely. Come on. Tell us your weird shit. We want to hear it. Cool. Well, you know how to get a hold of us. Uh, W-Y-W-S-P-O-D at gmail.com. Or you can get a hold of us through the uh, internet on our social media accounts, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on our Facebook page. And uh, yeah, feel free to message us at any of those places. And, you know, uh, we will we'll chat, we'll talk, we'll, we'll get something together, we'll figure something out, even if, you know, you want it to be read by Mr. Hubbard, instead of being a guest if you're a little bit microphone shy, or you're just awfully fond of how he presents a story. That works, too. Um, but Weirdsville, our fans, our friends, our community, is it's the best uh, we're so fortunate to have so many people all over the world uh, listening to us and contributing stories and being part of our uh, our little Weirdsville community here, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's been quite a, a ride, and we're really enjoying it, and we love meeting people from all over and uh, different backgrounds, and we have a common fascination with weird stuff, and that's what brings us all together. And so, um, yeah, we thank you, everyone, that... Uh, that you know writes in or uh, gets in touch with us or listens, or, um, you're all appreciated. Absolutely, we got the best people all around. All right, guys, uh, we're going to turn you loose for now, but we will be back next week, and we will have a conversation with Ron. And Ron's got a cool one, and uh, Ron also has a cool job, if we're honest. Yeah, And we're going to talk about that, too, with him. So um, we will see you then, and have a great week. Um, Enjoy or... Uh, enjoy your weather or uh, one way or the other. Even if it's bad, enjoy it, man. That means you get to stay inside and listen to uh, this podcast and all uh, of our past episodes. Um, some of those early ones are a bit... You know, when we're young, podcasters were a little bit cringy, but you've got a lot of great material here. Yeah. Anyway, we're just kind of patting ourselves on the back because we like encouraging ourselves uh, via your encouragement um, makes us keep going. And we want to keep going forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever. But. Uh, we're gonna, unlike this particular uh, outro, which seems like it's going on forever and ever and ever, it's not. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be weird. As always, if you have a weird story, we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions. Whether it's sharing your stories, listening, rating, and spreading, spreading the, the word, word about, about the podcast. podcast. 
Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe, be weird. The stories presented on the What's Your Weird Story podcast are, to our knowledge, true experiences that our guests have had. We can't take the time to research all claims made, and besides, it's just not as fun.